Hi. If you want to win Metro Exodus on the Xbox One, all you have to do is share this podcast on social media and just tag us in it so we know you've done it and then we'll we'll enter you into a, a big hat with a prize draw. That's it. Simple as that. All we're asking is just to share because we've been doing this for a few years now. We enjoy it. We've got a nice little community and we just want to reach more people. So if you would like to hang around and have a listen, if you're not a regular listener, then that'd be lovely too. We'd really like that. But don't feel that you have to. Just give us a share. We're being quite open and honest about it. Yeah, thanks for helping us out. Let's crack on. Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast. I'm Andy Brown at Clinical Andy on Twitter. And joining me today is Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. And uh, the lovely Annie Cornwall. Hello. Uh, so, been playing anything in particular, lads? Uh, yes. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Dirt Rally 2.0. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. St- oh, wait, hang on. Sorry, we yeah, should, week, we should talk we? about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done that one already. Yes, no, we've played. We've played something else, haven't we? We have, yes, quite a lot. I haven't. It's not that I don't own it. I just, I just haven't had a chance to play it. So it is Metro Exodus, which has, in fairness, been on our watch list for quite a long while. After the stunning. And I'm going to go with the Redux versions because they they did look and play brilliantly. But uh, Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light, and uh, yeah, I've been waiting for Exodus as a fan of the series, uh, not just of the games but of the books as well. I don't think it's unfair to say that it was it was palpably the thing you were most eagerly anticipating towards the end of last year. Because I remember being AGX with you, mm. and yeah. also the one thing you didn't get to try. <laughs> Which was probably really frustrating for you. It it was, yeah. And it had an awesome looking stand as well. It did. No, it looked stunning the way they presented Smoke it, and um, stuff. the way they'd done everything. And and yeah, it was my disappointment. I think we might have mentioned it in a post EGX podcast. Uh, yeah, that we didn't get to actually have a go at the show. That yes, it bothered me, but not too much because I knew playing things at an event like that are not always as good as sitting at home and absorbing them yourself. And and Metro is the type of series that really demands a bit of atmosphere and involvement in the story and the environment and, and having the opportunity to get into it. They're not just ten minute blast shooters. They're they're very considered uh, in what they're doing. Um although they do contain quite a lot of shooting and killing and stealthing around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, they are very, very nicely different. So, given the anticipation and the build-up, then and and the fact that, the, well, the anticipation for you was probably greater for having not played it. I suppose you maybe built it up into more more than it would have been otherwise. Oh, absolutely! I um I pre-ordered the Aurora edition. I was getting that that excited about it. I, I really wanted the big fancy one of ten. Edition. Well, I didn't win one of those. Was that one with the crazy watch? Yes, the actual real working watch. Um, but yeah, look, 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 fantastic. Did that. Then there was the I forget the name of the edition uh, of it, but there was one with the statue of the Watchman and Artyom against a door, and it looked really nice. But I've I have, and we've talked about this many times in the past. But I have kind of gone away from buying that sort of collector's edition. But I still fancied something a bit special, so I went for the. Went for the sort of the next one up, which comes in a lovely steel tin and 
extra codes that didn't work when it released and all Has the that season kind of pass in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the season pass that didn't work and everything else. But but the the edition itself is a very nice little piece to to receive and the yeah the anticipation got me. I I, I only pre-ordered sort of fairly last minute as well. It, it wasn't months in advance. I was just sat there biting my nails waiting for release day and thought, now I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do it. Has anything been released yet about what's actually in that season pass that the code didn't work for? Uh there's a theme. <laughs> there's Ooh. a dynamic theme. And uh there's supposed to be a weapon as well, um, that there has been a video about, but after playing many hours, I'm still struggling to find where you buy this weapon because it's supposed to be something you can purchase. So maybe I need to do a bit of a uh, bit of actual digging, or maybe I have to go hunting for a, a weapons dealer or something. But I, I haven't come across it yet. Yeah. But it is supposed to be for additional level content later in the year. So it's, it's not just a couple of cosmetic items. It, right. it is full on stuff that's coming later on. Oh, okay. So I I want to know if it's lived up to the expectations. Talk me through your feelings from the start of the game. I struggled a little bit with the start. So I've, I've kind of played a little bit of the others, but not really got into them. So I wouldn't class myself as a fan of the series. And and the start for me was quite slow. There's a fair amount of action, but quite slow. And it was very, very linear. But I persevered with it because I wanted to get into a game that I know Matt raves a lot about. And then it opened up and it got very good. Um, <laughs> but But the starting is something that you have to persevere with, which is... What half an hour to an hour's gameplay, Matt? Yeah, I'd say there's an hour in there. It's um the, yeah. the the first hour is effectively trying to condense the entire contents of uh, the book Metro twenty thirty five to give you context into why they've moved from last light into this situation. So it it tries to put a lot in there and it keeps it very tight and very rigid. It takes a lot of liberties in fairness with with the the subject matter, but it does ultimately get you to the position they're in where they're escaping on this train, which is the the whole idea is you've gone from this Moscow underground, which everybody that they believe they're the only people in the world alive and they're living under there to stay alive. Well, it turns out it's a little bit of a lie that they have got a nuclear wasteland outside. Um but yeah they, they can get away and they, they yeah. sort of find this this train, the Aurora and start escaping from the city. And then they, they, you know, from that point onwards, it's about them trying to build a new life by finding somewhere to go. Yeah. And that opening hour is very, very clever in delivering the, the tutorial and how you do different yes. things and take down people stealthily and shoot locks to open certain doors. And it's worth persevering with because obviously in the E3 videos and things that everyone lost their minds about was when... in they first come above ground and yeah. there's massive monsters flying around and things like that. So I was I was eager to get to those points. So so for me it was a little bit slow, but worth persevering with because you do learn some skills and techniques that come into hand yeah. Yeah. later and, on. And, and for me, it was just an extension of what I've been playing before. Uh, straight yeah. back into the world as well. That that feel for it. I mean, it's just the first opening moments where um you, you pull your gas mask on, I think, well, just while you're still outside, and, and the, your breath starts fogging the bottom of the, the display up, and it, the condensation starts, and you head into the tunnels, it becomes claustrophobic and dark and yep. tight, and you can hear all the sounds, and something's coming at you. 
Um, and, and that's pretty much the opening scenes is, you know, fighting for your life before you start to get a grip on it and, and you move on. And it just it threw me straight back into it. It reminded me a lot of why I really enjoyed the previous games. And then it, it yeah, it takes you on that journey where it then starts to divert away from that completely linear experience, you know, through tunnels and corridors out into these semi open worlds. Yeah. And that that is the big shift in it, but it retains the same look and feel and the way it plays to the previous one. So it is still very much a stealth game. You you can run and gun, you can take people on head on, but actually figuring out stealth or alternate routes is is probably the better way to play it to get the most out of the experience. There's something that will potentially be off-putting for people in the first hour, and it's the actual movement and the, the weight and heft of your character is quite tangible. It's not a, um, a fast-paced uh, Call of Duty experience by any no. means. You, you're, you're weighed down by kits that you're carrying. And whilst you've not got you know, weight management or anything like that going on, you do feel it in the turn and the motion. And I know that puts quite a few people off. You can't run for particularly long distances before getting out of breath. And you've got oxygen to manage and other bits and pieces. So it is, it's a different feel. But it puts me in mind of actually... Um, Killzone 2 and the okay. movement style in that. It's that kind of weighty feel to it and the weighty, it also translates into the gunplay as well uh, and how that things. It's it's solid. It's it's quite vicious. It's not 100% precise. It's not, yeah, line your crosshairs up and you're absolutely going to nail your shot because it kind of throws all the variation in along the way, you know, the, the variations in the guns, the degradation of the guns and all sorts of yeah. other bits and pieces. But yeah, it's, it, I can see it being hard work getting through that first sector. It's fine for me, I love it. But I knew what I was getting into. If people don't, they might go, mm, I'm not too sure on this. Where does it start becoming the game I'm expecting? And that is genuinely after the first hour. It's as yes. soon as it opens yeah. up into that first area, winter time on the banks of the Volga, you've got boats to travel around in you've got monsters to avoid you've got bandit camps cultists it throws a lot at you and quite yep. a lot of open space as well hijacking another train to yes stop yes it. that's it it's environmental puzzles as the lovely implementation the stealth mechanics the use of a day night cycle that genuinely has an impact think metal gear solid 5 and Attacking a camp on a night is very different from attacking on a day because of guard patterns, patrols, sleeping, etc. It it really does become a tactical adventure, and it drives you along quite nicely at a reasonable pace, but it's not a short game either. No, I think one of the things you, you told me about was with the day-night cycle. In Metal Gear, you think, well, there's a real advantage to going at night because you can get closer, people won't see you as easily... But from what you were telling me, in Metro, at night, there's just big f*** monsters. <laughs> yes, so what populates the landscape depends on what time of day it is. At night, you are more likely to encounter the beasts because the humans will withdraw to their camps uh, and you know really tighten themselves up. Whereas during the day, you'll still encounter beasts, but there's not quite as many of them, and obviously humans can see further and are on the lookout and patrolling. It's quite a different experience. And it's 
interesting in the way it's implemented because I think for the first part of it, I was very conscious, especially after your first encounter right at the beginning with the, the monsters that re almost take you out, or if you're called Andy, do take you out. So I believe that's your experience. No, I, I got to the third monster and I had no ammo, right? And I'd only fired like two shots and that was that was it. Yeah. And then I went on holiday. So it's not it's not that that's just completely yeah. put me off. No, no is it? But yeah, I kind of stayed clear of the the beast for quite a while. And then I think it was I was just doing a bit of exploring and I found a demon on top of an old like gas storage tower. In the first game, there were things to avoid completely. You just didn't go near them because I think they just picked you up, carried you off to the nest and pretty much killed you. So I was watching out for these things. I'd had an encounter earlier on, which I loved the, loved the, the piece of detail in this, is that these demons fly around hunting for you. And I just hid in a corpse of trees. It couldn't get me. It couldn't fly down, so it got bored and flew off. So are those things flying around demons then? They call them demons. They're not oh, okay. necessarily Because I saw one demons. and shot at it and it threw me around like a ragdoll. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still had so it. The, the vicious, the <laughs> vicious. I spanked all my armor in it. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> but I found one asleep on top of a gas silo um, as I was hunting for a little, I think I was hunting for a little girl's teddy bear. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I, f I found it up there, and it was it was snoozing. And, um, you know, seven or eight shots, I managed to take it down. And I, I think that made me go... Hang on, these aren't quite as deadly as maybe I'm giving it credit for. And then I kind of stopped being quite as cautious or thinking about movement around because there are a lot of beasts, and the best thing to do, to be honest, is avoid them because you just run through your ammo. That's your, your main issue. I'm so sorry, the best but I'll just, just keep clear. You, you came across a sleeping creature, murdered it, and then thought, hey, that wasn't too hard. Who's the real <laughs> monster here? Yes, Matthew. <laughs> me but, but going on the, the big creature thing so although it is fairly linear the the open world bits that you get to are pretty substantial yeah they are they are pretty big especially the first bit i mean i don't i don't know if you've got any further than that matt oh but, yeah yeah um, yeah i'm, quite, I'm quite still exploring that quite a bit and i've got to a bit where i think someone gave me a key to get into somewhere but without, yes. without spoiling anything too much i've got into this warehouse there's lots of like zombie things whatever you want to call them the people yeah, yeah, we'll come to the creatures in a bit, actually, because there's a few different types. Within this warehouse, there's water at the bottom, and there can only be what's, what I can describe as whatever... It's like a cross between the, the sandworm thing in Star Wars and, like, an eel. The sarlacc. Yes, that's it, sarlacc, thank you. I couldn't think it's of it. It's a giant catfish. It's a mutated catfish. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, okay, that's that's massive <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i'm going to tackle that i'm stuck in the building with it at the minute. you will you will enjoy how you tackle yeah. that i guarantee wait wait till it goes to sleep <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stab it in the eye cycle so, <laughs> so yeah it's a good point creature wise because you've got these massive monsters which are kind of your, your set piece beasts as such that yeah. you're going to tackle at some point but then you've got your standard ones depending on your environment but the sort of all pervasive are these ghouls the zombie type they're like humans they're very much a fallout ghoul that's yeah. what they seem like but not able to communicate and pretend to be civilized that kind of stuff it, they they do come at you um and In they swarm as well yeah they swarm at you yeah um so it's it's quite quite difficult keeping a track of them when they do and it's very easy to lose yourself to a pack of those and uh, some are then, harder than others because there are some yes. that are more gray than green or, or whatever you'd call it, 
like an they adult, look a little bit like, bigger, and... don't they? And yeah, there's so you've got those. You've got um, you've got Watchmen, which are a little bit like dogs in, in terms of working as packs. You do come across packs of wolves later on. You've got the demons. You've got these lobstery crab type things. You've got all sorts of things, monstrous spiders um, that are afraid of the light. You, you get all sorts of variety in it. It's really nicely done. Plus your standard humans as well. But the humans are not always enemies. No. And that's something you have to pay attention to on approaching a camp is to try and figure out, am I going to get shot to pieces coming to here or actually do I just need to put my gun away and I can walk in? Yeah, And, yeah. and it's quite nice listening to the conversations of creeping around and gauging that feel and then going yeah these guys are going to be all right and then walking in and finding out that they are and getting a side mission or something else on them it's it's interesting that you mention fallout because i would say to probably some people may not like me saying this but i'd say i've not had this much fun in this style of game you know first person post-apocalyptic game or whatever you want to call it uh, since fallout 3 Right. That's what that's what it's it's kind of bringing back for me, and why I've spent so much time in it. There's obviously, it's doing it in a metro way. It's not doing it in a in a Bethesda way. Yeah, but it's the fact that you have to do a lot of crafting. The way the crafting works, um, the way you have to be very careful with your ammo, different things to pick up, the traps. It yeah. feels very kind of Bethesda-y to me. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm really 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 enjoying the game, and and I think the crafting and the way, just some of the little mechanics in the game works so well. So if you get hit too many times and it fractures your mask, yeah, then you have to stick a bit of duct tape on it until you can get to an area to repair it. Yeah, and then you get the bits of nuclear dust or something, you know, the glowing green things that you have to clean oh, your, your weapons so with. So you pick up you pick up various chemicals um, yeah. that, that are used in the crafting. You pick up scrap. You, you, yeah, you can do on-the-fly crafting for certain items, but most of your weaponry stuff has to be done um, at, at crafting workstations. Yeah. I like the fact that um, you out in the field, you're carrying three weapons pretty much most of the time. Yeah. And as and when you find other weapons or take them off other people, you can strip them down for parts. And if you don't own that part already, you tend to add it to the inventory. And whilst you're out, you can just access your backpack automatically and you kind of hunker down. And you can swap out scopes and stocks and muzzles depending on what situation you're in. So you don't need to carry like a weapon for every situation. You can actually just carry, say, a silencer for your pistol and a long barrel and a scope. So it becomes a sniper rifle at distance, but it's useful close up as well. well that sounds yeah. great, yeah. It does It does work really well, and it's not intrusive or painful to do. It's kind of a... There are, there are a lot of buttons to get your head around. It's, it sounds daft given yeah. how many buttons are on a pad, but there's a lot to do. But when you are familiar with it which doesn't take long you you know tap a two buttons backpacks open flip to the menu swap that out do that close back up off you go it's really nice it strikes me as a game that does kind of focus and pay attention to little details one of the things that actually really freaked me out was um it just again in in the opening bit because i haven't got much more experience to go on than that is that when you when you're burning a cobweb (laughs) with your lighter yeah spiders walk all over you that freaked me out Yeah, yeah i don't like that yeah, it's got, it, it doesn't ha- happen every time either, which is nice. It is random, and I guess it yeah. depends on if you've scared the spiders away yeah. before you get there. Which which is an which is that extra detail. 
So in some games, it'd be every time you burn a cobweb, spiders are going to fall on you. You get bored of it. Yeah. But it is very random, and sometimes they crawl across your mask. And sometimes and it's mask. just on your hand. <laughs> like, like ironically, that's that's where the first of the two shots that I fired before my weapon <laughs> ran out of ammo was that oh, spiders. <laughs> spiders. <laughs> so but just before we move on from like the, some of the mechanic bits, is I love the BB gun air rifle thing that you've got, and I just love the mechanic how you have to pump up the pressure. Yeah. And then obviously the more pressure you've got, it come goes from one hit almost and then we'll you need you need more shots if you've got lower pressure going yeah and yeah. it's also the one weapon that you can craft ammo for as you're walking around yes. the environment so it becomes quite essential uh to to maintain that weapon and, and have it with you you're talking little details there's some lovely touches that you just don't expect like i, t- I was in in the vulgar area taking down a, a a bandit encampment and it wasn't long after i'd had the the demon in the trees I think part of the reason he was distracted is because of these bandits as well. Um, and I, they took that demon out. And I then started picking them off from the edges of the camp, um, trying to get closer. So there was a bit of a bit of a combat full-scale battle going on, but I got the mm-hmm. upper hand. And there must have been about six of them, and I took five of them out, and then all of a sudden I just hear this little voice, I surrender! And he gave up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd managed to take down the camp. He'd stopped. He, he just gave up, so I just knocked him out took his stuff and i've i've had it not every time but i've had it on occasion and the last time i had it happen I'd, i must have taken between 12 and 15 of quite a large camp out and um the three of them th- there were three guys left who could quite easily have taken me but because they didn't know the size of the force they just all gave up and again just run around knock them out all done and i love that little bit of detail that these people want to keep their lives and the fact that you do have to balance killing with knocking out. You don't have to kill any, everybody. And in fact, some of your traveling companions will look down on you for doing it. And I, I suspect it's going to change the outcome of some levels as well, depending on what you do. Because I remained right. quite stealthy and non-lethal during the vulgar level. And I got an ending to that sequence that made me think, ah, oh, if I'd been different, this wouldn't be happening. Oh, okay. But then more through the way the game plays out, I ended up becoming much more lethal as I've gone through. Yeah. I mean, mine's fairly situational. I'm normally <laughs> shooting people in the back of the head. I start out with good intentions, but then people die. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it, it it's it's very tricky to be, really stealthy in it because you have to turn the lights off and and in in some stealthy games light doesn't always matter like in hitman for example line of sight but it doesn't matter if it's day or night oh it does with this if you've got your torch on you'll be seen from distance so that it's 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 very very challenging to be stealthy i normally just throw a knife at them your key that you've picked up by the way uh, and the area that you're probably going into if you find the door that that key opens um, yep. you'll get yourself some night vision goggles oh because there's a lots of upgrades for your equipment and i think some of them you correct me if i'm wrong Matt. some of them you get upgrades for and you have to pick yes so i've got two types of body armor yep. one that's got more ammo pouches one that's got more throwables i think it yeah. is yeah you and you can again you swap between them depending on what your scenario is and what you think you need yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the the whole thing works really well. Like I said, you, you torch, you, night vision, they all require power. 
you've got like a little hand dynamo that pumps your power up that you need to recharge. This it it does its Mask job really well. It it does what it did in the previous games. It's just released it into an open world and put a really intriguing story on it. Now yep. there are some niggles. It's not perfect. Some earlier stages, definitely the sound design is atrocious to the point where I couldn't hear actually what was happening in the exposition for the story, and it really wound me up. But actually, <laughs> yep. I've got past that stage, and it hasn't come back. So I think it was just peculiar to that particular bit. I have had a crash that's kicked me out completely. But other than that, it's been reasonably good. There's long loading times into the levels. You yeah, can I was be about to say, five when minutes. you first boot it up, oh my God. Because yeah. people have been moaning about Anthem and the long loading times and things. And I just felt like going, please, <laughs> we played Metro. Because <laughs> when you first load it up, it's kind of right, I'll load up the game and go make a cup of tea. Yeah, and it may be loaded up. You're obviously on the PlayStation 4 Pro map. I'm on the Xbox One X. And sometimes it takes, because the, there's numbers in the bottom, like a little counter going around, yeah. which I presume you would get to 100 when you get to 100. And sometimes you're like, Jesus, I'm still at 14. Yeah, it takes <laughs> okay. it takes a long time to load. But yeah. once you're in, you know, if you have to reload, if you die or anything else, it does, you know, it's not that bad at all. And it's no. not too bad when it's loading between levels. It's just that it's that initial one that takes the time. And I think that's because, especially for the, the area that, that you know that I'm in, which is like the, the first opening big yeah. area, there's no loading times when you're going in and out of various buildings either. I think it's because it's pretty much loaded that entire yeah, it's the whole area, audio, random events, blah blah blah. It and you will get lo- long loading times for that. Yeah, it's just a little bit extreme yeah. in this day and age. It works. It works. Yeah. It works. Like uh, and as you go further on, and you know, it 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 doesn't change from a loading perspective if you're booting it from scratch. But it doesn't take quite as long if you're just doing the story to story piece. The only reason why I think I'm not as far as you into the game is because I'm having a lot of fun exploring and, and I'm a sucker for that. I can't play any game. If I see a question mark mm. and I think, well, if I go to the main mission and I miss that question, I'm, I miss something. Yeah. So I'm, I always, I just veer off. On that note, one of the things that I remember saying, uh, oh God, what, it would have been about October, November time, was uh, there's no waypoint markers. If you, it, It's a question of if you see something in the distance, you mark it on your map and then you navigate there to, to find it. Is, is that true, and how does it work? That's close enough. You've got a pair of binoculars, and you'll use those to scope out what's what's around you, and as you sort of hover over somewhere that you can go and have a look at that might have something interesting, it'll put a question mark on it. Or other people will tell you about a location, it'll put a yeah. question mark on your map, and then you use your compass on your arm to direct you there. That compass you don't pick up until a little bit later on either so you do yeah. actually have to put your map up and have a look at a very far cry 2 style bring your map up see where you are go to your objective or go to one of the markers so you do have to yeah you do have to navigate your way around because in effect there's really no heads up display you get your weapon icon and other bits and pieces when it's required otherwise it just disappears off the screen so it tries to not interrupt what you can see and it, it which is a good thing because it's a beautiful game just, oh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the the opening sequences in in the frosty metro, um, the knackered Moscow, the Volga's in the winter, so it's snowy, it's bleak, it's cold, it's grey, but then as you travel on, it moves spring, summer, and it brightens up, and vegetation comes back, and it, it's 
a really sort of transitional right. journey for the, the, the characters as well as the actual game itself. Rabbits float down rivers. I don't know if they float down rivers, but I have seen rabbits in cages. Was it Eurogame or somewhere? It posted a screen grab of it's basically some bunnies on what looks like a little bit of wood that's formed a makeshift raft floating down a river. I'll I'll have a look because the area one of the areas I'm at at the moment has rabbits and rivers and lots of trees and bears and wolves and lots of things to avoid. So yeah, it's you know what it's great. I really am enjoying it as a first person shooter. It's different to most things out there, just in its style and content. It's a little bit like Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein 2 in it's a brutal subject matter. The things that you encounter are not pleasant. Cultists, cannibals, slavers. Horrible. Mutiny. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful depictions of what would happen in an apocalypse. And it reminds me a little bit of Wolfenstein in the way the regime were in that in, in some of these areas. But it's a stunning game in the way it presents it and plays through it and, and what it does on the journey. And it, I, I don't think I've got that much further to go to get to the end. And I'm looking forward to finding out what that is. Well, in all in all, it sounds like it's a recommendation from you guys. Yeah, oh, it is, definitely. Yeah. And from a, a non-fan and a fan, Matt's been a fan of the series from for, for a one, while. Read a the while. books, yeah, everything. And I've got... The the first two, <laughs> and I think I got so far into it, got stuck, sacked it off. I mean, I'm I'm with you, Ali. I I really bounced off Redux, and I keep yeah. trying to get back into it. And, and maybe this is what I need to um to find out and just yeah. dull down I, and get it done. I think the problem with Redux for me is 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 the control styles are very very old school. I think that's what I struggled with. Whereas with Exodus, they've they've updated that and it's it's helped a lot. I might crack on and get it done, or, or alternatively, just leave it till June so I can submit it as a code at Momentum. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 30 hours plus a gameplay. Make sure you do a bit of it before you submit it. I should never get it. Yeah, that, that is a very good point. I feel quite bad now because I've not... Like, well, actually, no, I have played a lot of a game. What have you been playing? WWE 2K18. Yeah, get in. Stone Cold Steve Austin. On yeah. the Switch. Oh. On the Switch? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I, I went to Sainsbury's on Wednesday night. Oh, you're back. I, I bet they rolled out the red carpet for hey, you. Hey, Mr. Brown, welcome back. And it was all on its own, and it had a handwritten price tag. And I thought, I cannot read what that price tag says. It looks like nine ninety nine. I might just go and get the price jacket, because you know, it can't be right. So she scans it. I was like, oh, no, it's not nine ninety nine. It's four ninety nine. What? I was like, I'll have that. Does it play well? Well, interesting you should say that, Ali. Um, the last WWE game I played was on the, the original PlayStation. Oh, okay. And this looks and plays worse. Oh. It has constant frame rate crashes and slows the entire game down. It's an awful experience, so don't always go and buy the four ninety nine game from Sainsbury's. <laughs> Damn. Because I, I, I still watch it to this day. I don't, I don't care. I enjoy it enough. I've played... Quite a number of the games I've not brought the last two because 2K that do it are a bit, eh. Basically, yeah, don't buy WWE 2K18 on the Switch. It's it's really not the same beast as its other console brethren. Yeah. Okay. Disappointing. Which kind of puts me in mind of another Switch port that I've been playing. Uh, thankfully, it's not terrible. 
<laughs> I said I've not played much over the past week or so. I've put 22 hours in on this. Ooh. Wow. And it's Trials Rising. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's easy to put 22 hours in. And is that, that 22 hours into... Have you brought the main game or was that just the beta? No, that's, not, that's just on the main game. That doesn't count the, right. that doesn't count the time I put into the beta. Let's get this right. It's not a f***ing beta. You do not, <laughs> do not put a beta out two days before my retail copy lands on my doormat. That is not a beta. Did, that's a demo. Didn't your demo. copy ship the same day that the beta started launched, went live yeah yes yeah yes ah, yeah. so you're like that is not a give over developers please stop calling them betas because they're not tests in any way shape or form the demos to sell copies and have been for years just stop it no i think i think it's an actual beta <laughs> <Give it. laughs> um but I'm really enjoying it. It's a great game. I mean, I've I've been a fan since the 360 Charles game that was on the Xbox Live Arcade. It's, I I only got into it with Fusion, so I I don't know the early ones. I made you play it. Did you? I think it's one of about two games you've ever played on an Xbox. One of which being Splinter Cell Conviction, and yeah, the other one that's the only one. And the other I remember. one being Trials Trials HD, wasn't it? Well, it's, it's saying that I did. We used to play shed loads of Halo and Halo Two when I was at uni. But yeah. people do things at university they're not proud of, Matthew. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's why I keep it secret. I, I did chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the the name of the game, but I think Trials is basically an evolution of a game that was on PC. It was based on um, the motion and different things of a, of a bike. I can't remember what it was called. It was, and I think that's where it stemmed. Wasn't it from. originally a Java? Wasn't it a Java game? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was. It was originally it. a Java game, and then it then they got. I think they got the opportunity to get it on the Xbox Live Arcade. Yes, and then it was branded Trials, Trials but it wasn't. I don't think it was called Trials to start off with, and and it was all about the the, the physics of how you can go over certain bumps, and it mm. was just showing you the way technology has moved, and then it's become this mental thing that we've got now from Ubisoft. <laughs> I, I like to think it's an evolution of uh, Kickstart that was on the ZX Spectrum. Yeah, that I played as a child, <laughs> which I'm sure was based on a TV show. <laughs> yeah, Kickstart. But, but no, far more sophisticated now, obviously. So go on, what, why why have you put 22 hours in? What's compelled you so much with this game? It's just, it's easy to put in a lot of time on it and not think about it because the levels are all really short. I mean, I mean this just totally plays into my idea of what attention span is. The way they've kind of put the gameplay hook in is with the contracts, I think. So you you have the mm. opportunity not just now of getting the bronze, silver, or gold based on your time or you know your number of faults, which essentially was just a function of time because it impacted how long it took you to complete the level. Now you've got contracts on a lot of the levels where you you're given something that you need to do for completion. So it might be a number of tricks, uh, it might be completing it within a certain time, it might be beating um, one of the the ghost. Uh, AI riders that you you kind of are always there in the background. I've probably not done quite as much as you. I think we're about level twenty four ish, which doesn't take that long to get to. But we've done the um, there's a the skill games element that you've got. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. the stadium races. Uh, there's the there's the stuff that they have been putting in definitely in the last trials game. We found the the secrets, the collectibles, the hidden elements. I found another one of those 
Um, actually, just before we recorded this podcast, I'll, I'll stick it on Twitter later. It's a, you know what? It's a really, it's a really tough one to put my finger on what I like about it. But I think you might have already said it. It's just the the time, the the shortness that you can finish a level in a minute, a minute thirty. If you screw up, it's an instant button reset to checkpoint or yeah. restart, and it's the challenge. The easy stages are nice; they're just fun to yeah. play. And then when the challenges start to ramp up, you really enjoy m- trying to master them. And I think in the earlier trials games, it was that mastery. It was that how how do I get over this particular jump so that I'm carrying the most speed and I'm I'm not losing too much in height and and various other things yeah. to to really nail that time and with the contracts element having been brought in and encouraging you to do other things like tricks and some of them as well the contracts are combinations i had one the other day that was like you have to do so many forward flips oh and some and so many backward, yeah but and, uh, and so many backward yeah. but you also can't have too many resets yeah so it's it's not only in that case like it tweaks your play style so my mindset has always been instant reset. If you, you have a fault, instant reset, go for the fastest time possible. And then I'm suddenly yep. thinking, oh, but I've got to nail all these tricks now. So I'll just reset to checkpoint and I'll I'll go on that way and I'll know these tricks. And then you're going through yep. and you're like, okay, so I've got to nail these tricks now, but I can't have all these faults. So I've actually got to, I've got to think more about it. And rather than just trying to do it, I've got to work out which the best jump is to do it on and make sure I do it then. Yeah. It forces me to actually like think about how I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I it plays into my mindset of it. I I don't mind doing the racing element of it, the speed to the end, but actually one of the things I've really enjoyed in the past about them is it's just taking my time trying to master the level yeah. and really not worrying about a time limit. And I think you're right, that's what these contracts do. They they just say forget about how long it's going to take you to do it. All I want you to do is complete this objective. And yeah, some of those objectives are beat this person. Um, uh, there's um, there's some challenge ones, isn't there? There's a challenge crate type things that come up as well where you have to beat a series of yeah. AI riders. I say AI riders. I think some of them are ghosts of other players or ghosts of Ubisoft staff. I think you can, that, that I think you can tell when they've got, when they've got like the the club logo next to it it's a it's an actual player i've seen i've seen ghosts on ones without the club logo as well i think they people still people that are on my friends list oh okay so i'm that's why i'm not too i'm not too sure cuz i was thinking the same until i saw someone tonight and i thought hang on that's not got one unless and i don't i don't know if this has any bearing or not unless the the club logo is something to do with them being on another platform well, maybe or yeah. or or I could only think of maybe a Ubisoft employee or someone. I don't know, but um, but yeah, the the competitive nature is there. But it, even with the multitude of times it's telling you so and so has beaten your yeah. time or beat these people or everything else, actually the competition is as it's always been. It's with yourself. Yeah, totally. And that that's what's that's what's hooked me is that whole the the short levels. You know, most of them you can probably ride through if you do it well in less than a minute. But it's that thing where it's kept me on a level for 20, 20 minutes because every time I make a big mistake, I want to restart from the beginning because I want to absolutely nail it. It's absolutely got me hooked. That's why I've put 22 hours in and only got it on Tuesday. 
<laughs> and it's just that thing where I thought this week I've been on holiday, I've come back, and I thought this week, do you know, I have had some really early nights, and I'm, you know, I should feel more rested. And I thought, no, you went to bed early, but you sat up in bed playing trials until about half one in the morning. <laughs> So that's that's the beauty of the of the switch, though, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. The oh, fact yeah, that absolutely. And it's not unlike WWE. It's not a port as such. It works very, very well. It's been built for the or alongside. It's the been rest to work. It's with been it, scaled but, back, and it is. It's the same yeah. levels. The visual fidelity yep. isn't there. They've they've introduced some interesting elements like fog to you know cloud out the the missing background elements. But it still looks really good. I oh, it looks it does look good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look it doesn't look as nice as it does on the consoles. But then it's on a handheld unit, and it is as Matt was saying. You hit the minus button, and it's an instant restart to the level. You hit the B button, you're instantly yep. back at the next checkpoint. It's there's no there's no delay there. There's no lag there. Um, no. I haven't noticed any significant frame rate drops. Uh, I know that some people had complained a bit about it, but it seems pretty stable at, at 30 frames per second again you know you get you get the odd drop or hitch on the consoles not often but you, you get it there so you know if they're doing it on the switch and it's it's managing to replicate the same in it's, handheld yeah format, it's half it's it's, it's 30 it's 30 fps on yeah. yeah yeah but you're still you're still getting the same experience oh, yeah. as such no it is it is great it is just absolutely brilliantly suited or that just having your hand and just keep plucking away at those at that at that time trial. I love it. I am absolutely in love with it. Oh, it it's great. I I think it's um, a step up on fusion. Uh, um, the the bit for me that absolutely was needed before that wasn't in there is the trials university, which is the teach you how to do some of the more ridiculously tricky obstacles without leaving it to you to figure out because it's not always intuitive for everybody so there's it's an extended tutorial um, but it's completely optional you don't have to go and do it but it is worth going to do because some of the ones you're looking at and going how do i pull that off but yeah. having a ghost rider there who is pulling it off that you can study in detail and it'll also give you a description on how to do it and it'll show um it even shows the suspension preload markers for some of the things, so you can gauge what you're doing with your weight shift, so that you can replicate it. It's really nice. It's, it's lovely thought out, and I think from way back on the first time we played it, was it was it November December they stuck a version out for people to have a go at. It was all right, but it it didn't grab me as such, and until we've got nearer, and and now actually the full game, the full game's good. Yeah, there are a few issues, but it's good. And to say to say they've they've kind of scaled it back visually on the switch is is a little bit isn't really doing it justice because some of those levels are amazing. They look great, and the <laughs> verticality of it on some of them is just oh. brilliant. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. The the level design is phenomenal, and I can't wait to see what the community come up with as well. Because it's it's that that will give it its longevity. Yeah. So even if you do ever manage to make it through the full game and do all the extreme tracks, which is asking some, then you've got a full set of user generated content as it well. It was it was that lovely moment when I hit level fourteen, which is, seems like quite a while ago now. <laughs> um, and you you unlock the next bike, 
and you suddenly realise mm. that actually there's completely different paths you can take that you just didn't have access to before. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes when you nail a, a certain jump, you can actually get the higher ground. Yeah. Which bring you out in different ways and, and different things. I'm officially hooked. Oh, good. Good. It's got, I tell you though, for me on PS4, um, it has got the weirdest bug I've come across ever. My old DualShock pad doesn't work with it. It controls the entire console, works with everything else, will not control Trials Rising. It's really, really strange. What what doesn't work? The the pad. You can use the, the home button, bring the home screen up, do everything you would usually do. You can play other games. Absolutely fine. As soon as you were in, anything to do with Trials Rising, the pad just does not function. Really strange. I have to I have to turn it off and swap to one of the new format ones. What's what's different on the new format ones? They've got they've got another light at the top. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something some change in strange, the Bluetooth comms or something. I've I've done some searching. I can't find anybody else is having the same issue. So it is really, really strange. Surely surely the Bluetooth comms should have nothing to do with the game really that should be have should none of this should have anything to do with it but it just doesn't work really really bizarre and i've had it i've had it crash to desktop a couple of times but i had it crash to desktop tonight in the middle of one of the um crate challenges so where you're up against a number of different opponents i was on the third opponent i was beating him and i was near the end and it just stuttered and stopped and crashed. I, it did. It crashed uh, down. So unstable. Very. Uh, uh, but in fairness, it's felt completely unstable all tonight. Its connection to the servers and things like that has been very weird. So it's a bit. It's a bit strange. I think it's one of these. So it's so dependent on connecting to Ubisoft and feeding data backwards and forwards that I think if you get any any lag anywhere along the chain or any issues, it is going to impact your experience. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. I've, I've only had one crash out, and it was it was when it was totting up my XP at the end of a, a mission, so it didn't really have any impact on me. But other than that, so it seems pretty stable. Bad. It's when it was mid mid race, and, and that challenge is now gone. Huh? It's disappeared completely because it it failed. It, you know, it, I don't know whether it classes you fail or winning it, but I didn't get any items, and it's disappeared off the menu as well. So it's I was like, oh great! So that was my my sure thing disappeared. I, I've lost a bit of cosmetic. Yeah. Stuff. Not another pair of lycra pants. Huh. <laughs> At least you can sell them. <laughs> yeah. But I, so, so a slight confession, I've only played the beta demo thing and I want to get it. And after hearing all that, I'll probably get it on my Switch shortly. <laughs> hey. I, I thought you were going to say, I've pre ordered it while you two were talking. Just, no, no, no. Not yet. Shop not two yet. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll do it digitally and just have it now. Oh, so in about an hour then. Yeah. Uh, no, it is, it is very good. It is a very, very good game. So there we go. That's what we've been up to, Metro and uh, and Trials Rising. Yeah, I highly recommend both for FPS yep. fans or just crazy stunt weight-shifting bike antics. Two very different games, Yeah, I think it's fair to say. All right, if you, uh, if you want to join in and uh, let us know what you've been playing, then why don't you tweet us, well, tweet Matt, specifically at Codec Moments. Uh, or check out codingmoments.com for more of our reviews and articles. That do? Yeah, that's good. All right then. Bye. 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 Bye.